This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's up? How are uh, you? Good, 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 good. You? It was great. Did you have a good weekend? I did have a good weekend, actually. And a, tell me about a, it. A good mix. You know what? It was a good mix of getting shit done. I finally did things this weekend that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm getting new steps put in, like my front door area kind of thing. So I thought, I'm going to make the whole front door area look good. So I went on out to Lowe's. I bought some paint. I learned how that whole process went, and I painted my the, front door myself. You learned the process of buying paint? I, I actually never, I, I've never actually like bought paint myself. Anytime I've either hired a painter or my husband did it. So I'm like, I want the front door painted. There's like some scratches and stuff. I just want a fresh coat of paint on this thing. So I did it. And I'm quite proud of myself. And I painted it, which was very easy. I mean, it's a, it's a door. It's an, it's not, it wasn't hard. But I was like, yeah, I want this to get done. And, I'd, and I had it done. Will you now update your LinkedIn to say that you're a contractor? I might offer my <laughs> services out for a small fee. Let me ask you, though, if in the past it was perfectly, perfectly acceptable to get a painter in or have your husband do it, why did things change this time around? Uh, what made you go to the paint section? A free weekend, honestly. Oh, like it yeah. was one of those. I woke up Saturday morning. Uh, my husband's doing stuff in the backyard. We're getting a lot of just small shit done around the house. So he was busy doing some stuff in the backyard. And I thought... I'm going to take a trip to the, with the girls to Lowe's. So that's what I did. Checked out some other stuff, perused for a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting. This is a good weekend to paint the door. So I did it. Yeah, it looks great. Atta girl. Good job. I, uh, I like it when I can learn something new and do something to improve my home. Yeah. And, and you obviously did the same thing. So, hey, awesome. And I got to tell you, hardware store on the weekend in the morning Hits completely different than any uh-huh. other time. Doesn't uh-huh. it feel good? Did you get get like a Starbucks or something to wander around with? I did have a coffee on the way. And you know what I like doing there too is is just perusing stuff that I'm not even interested in buying too. Like I take a walk through that patio area and check out the new thing. Because they always have new shit. You know what I mean? There's always new stuff happening. I'm like, what is that thing? Umbrellas and shit's on sale right now. And I'm like, maybe I'm having some inspiration for another time. Because everything's far too expensive right now. I, I can't do that. But I like looking at other ideas. So oh. it's a fun place. The hardware store. That's interesting that you should mention that. Maybe that's a good place for me to start. I read a really good article today. It was in the Daily Mail. It was about the virtues of going commando. And they point out that wearing no underwear, particularly at this time of year, is one of the easiest and simplest ways to cool yourself down. It's one less layer of clothing over top of your skin. And on top of that, they also say, Not wearing underwear increases your fertility, and for women, it even reduces the risk of a yeast infection. How tight did the underwear have to be for men in order for it to be? Because I've heard this before. If tighty whities, be careful, because you're less likely to be fertile or something like that. Ah. So, so there, there's truth to that. Yeah. How, how familiar are you with the, the dick and the balls? Scru- you the understand scru- how that works? I, I understand the whole system. Right. Yeah. So when you're wearing boxers, they flow a little more freely. Sure. 
if you have the tidy whities on, we're sucking everything in and compressing right. it together. Right. So if you keep them a little further away, they can breathe a little more. They're a little cooler because temperature has all of that impact. You want to make sure that your nuts are free mm. wherever possible. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, can we all just walk around without underwear whenever we want? I don't know. I have a feeling it's one of those things that we either all do it or nobody does it. Because if we could all get on the same page and be okay <laughs> with it, it'd be cool. But, okay, picture this. I'm walking down the street wearing underwear. I'm just a dude walking down the street. No underwear. I'm a dude walking down the street with a dick going over here and over here and yeah, then over here uh, yeah, and then over there. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look as appealing. Well, I don't know about looks, but I feel like the, it would be the feeling for me. Like if I went without underwear, I would, even though nobody else would know, I would know. You would feel like everybody like, knows. Yes, because you would feel everything, right? I mean, there's that barrier. For me, I mean, underwear doesn't bother me. It's the bra. Yeah, I'll take the bra. Fuck off. those bras. No, Get them if, off. It, if it's a hot and humid day, nope. And I mean, I will put something on. Maybe it'll be like a, a sports bra. It's a little bit different, uh, or a swim top. Even it's just easier. But an actual like bra, it's it's too much. It's too much. You're crowding my my style here in the heat. It's boob sweat. No no bueno. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> no no boob bueno. sweat is no bueno. Yeah, no bueno. Um. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because I know that it got discussed ad nauseum over the weekend, but I feel like we should at least acknowledge that our prime minister got a haircut this weekend. Oh, (laughs) and any other prime minister or president in any other country in the world gets a haircut. Yeah. So what? They got the haircut. Good for them. Justin Trudeau gets a haircut and it's worldwide news because he's always had that long flowing hair that Mm -hmm. that so many people liked. And it was I still think it was one of the reasons he got elected. It was an issue in the campaign when he ran against Stephen Harper. Remember his hair, though. Exactly. (laughs) Well, now. Not nice hair. I I don't know how else to say it. It, it. It looks like he cut it himself after a few glasses of wine. I mean, maybe he did, or maybe uh, I don't know, he got into a fight with his wife, and his wife did a little choppy choppy. In this- <laughs> oh, she like bobbited his haircut. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. These are all allegations, and they're jokes, everybody. No, I think, um, hey, in the summertime, I'm sure there's a fair amount of people, men and women, that are like, you know what? We just mentioned the heat, right? Talking and going commando? This is kind of like going commando for your head. Let's just give it a good shave. <laughs> Give it a little trimmy, trimmy, right? And he shaved his head like fine. his balls. It's hair. It grows back. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, it's a, it's a, you're right. Because from the beginning, we've seen him with that wavy. I mean, he's got beautiful hair. He does. He has, he has gorgeous hair. And when you have gorgeous hair, sometimes people find it a shame when you cut it. And so I think that that's it. It's a mix of people who hate him anyway that are making comments. And also people who just think like, man, I wish I had that head of hair. And then you went and shopped it. What are you doing? It. Um, it, it's not uh, uh, the the glamorous look that I think people have come to know and expect from Justin Trudeau. Uh, this is someone who has a lot of access to world-renowned stylists. He could have gone to just about anybody on earth. And if Justin Trudeau says he wants to come in for a haircut, you're going to do it and do a good job. Which kind of makes me think, maybe he did do that himself. I'm not quite sure. But it looks very, very... Uh Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber? Very Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Yes. I mean, I'm sure by now most people have seen the memes, the side by side. He looks like the guy from Dumb and Dumber. 
Yeah, I mean, it's you know what? It probably feels so good in the summertime. Like I said, you know what? Just give the guy a break. It'll it'll grow back, and he might never cut it again based on the comments that came out on his own Instagram. Well, and, and where it, are your curls, Justin? I I know, and I think everybody understands. I'm not a huge fan of Justin Trudeau, and I'm not going to shit on him over the hair thing because hey, I've had bad haircuts too, and I wouldn't want people judging me the way people are judging him. But. He must have known when they held up the mirror, you know, when they're doing the haircut. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the same for women, but for guys, what they'll do is they'll sit you there and they put the little cape on and they cut, cut and they talk, talk and all that. And then they usually finish it off with some trimmers and then they'll blow out all the excess hair. Then they hold up the mirror and you can see, oh, look at me. <laughs> what do you think went through Justin's mind when he saw it? Was he like, yes, perfecto. <laughs> or was he like, oh, fuck, what did you do? And, and what about the people that work in his ah, office? Tabernacle! <laughs> like his chief of staff, Katie Telford. Do you think Katie looked at him and said, oh, fuck, no. What happened here? What Do I have to keep an eye on you at all times? I gave you $15 to get your hair cut, and this is what you come back with? Shit! Is it one of those kind of deals? I don't know. I have a feeling, though, that was not... Uh, uh, one of the world-renowned stylists that Justin mm-hmm. would typically go to. Right. I mean, and no disrespect at all, but that looks like one of those ones that they'll give you at like first choice when they're closing and you show up at five minutes to six and they'll be like, all right, we can fit you in, but it's just a quick one. And then it's, bup, 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 you're done. Yeah, you're out of yeah, here. yeah. No, really, I only have two minutes in between clients. So come on, come on, sit down. It's a different look for Justin, a it's, different look. Yeah. And just as bad as the hair is the, comments and criticism everyone again you got to focus on the important shit this guy is screwing up in just about every single aspect of his job don't get distracted by the hair but is that the point like and then you get another group of people who are like that he did it for a reason so people would discuss this and not that to distract away yeah. from the 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 we agenda yeah no, I, I don't, I don't know, know if that. it is. It might just be a haircut, guys not one that's that a lot of people favor it, it seems have you ever had a bad haircut um, yeah, I've had hair. Yeah. Yes. Not like where I'm like, oh my God, I want my money back. Not that bad. Thank goodness. But I have had haircuts where I'm like, I second guess it because I have so much hair. It's, it's really thick. So I remember I went to a stylist once who was like, uh, oh, you know what? I can thin this out for you. And I thought, okay, well it is hot in the summertime and okay, maybe the... I swear the back. Of, so what they do is at the back of your hair is where they remove a bunch. So you can't tell from the front, but then you f- like you feel a little lighter, if you will. Right. Is that like the brush I use on my cat to get the undercoat out? Do they um, do one no, of those they jobs? Like straight snip it like it's a it's a special comb where you don't snip in one chunk in one area. You basically cut little bits in a, in a big area. But when you do this at the back of your head, you feel it. I regretted that. I was like, oh, this feels weird. I don't like it because uh. you could feel it, but you couldn't see it. Right. But it was still weirded me out. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've regretted things, I suppose. And, and even colors. You know, I've been like, eh, I don't really like that. But never to the, like I said, never to the point where I'm like, this is fucking horrendous. I need to go. I need to wear a bonnet out because nobody can see me. Once I had a haircut and the person did not follow instructions. It also wasn't the same person. I go to the same person every time to get my haircut. And that's why I can usually count on it looking the same. Good or bad. It always looks the way I like it to look. Somebody was filling in and they completely botched it. And I didn't want to be rude, Mm -hmm. even though I had every right to be rude. I told you to do this and you did that. I said, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's just buzz it. And that was the one and only time I I had my hair buzzed. Really? Yeah. It cost me $45 for a buzz cut. (laughs) 
which you could have, you could have bought, you could have bought that equipment for less money and done it yourself. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, my point here is everyone keep in mind that it happens. even though he's a, just an asshole, he is a human being and, and shitting on somebody for a bad haircut is really just piling on. And there's, there's plenty of other things that you can be angry at the PM about, uh, besides his haircut. So I say, give the guy a pass. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more, any more dumb and dumber memes. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> the videos, by the way, where they photoshopped Justin and Boris Johnson into the dumb and dumber scene are just mm. legendary. I don't know how you people had that much time on your hands this weekend. And they're quick and they're quick, like within hours of him posting a photo with him with a haircut. Their memes were made. Yeah. Like I, people just waiting around to make memes off shit that's happening. Oh, conspiracy theory. He did it on purpose. The memes were already in the can, yeah, they ready were to go. Generated already? Could you imagine? <laughs> they were generated a week ago. <laughs> That's part of the great reset. Justin began it <laughs> with the hair, and now it's underway. Um, try and walk me through this next guy's train of thought here. He's a fifty-year-old man, and he went to the ER recently. Mm-hmm. Wife took him to the hospital. She was concerned about his lack of eating, abdominal pain, and he was constipated. So wife takes him to the the hospital and they're both sitting there in the ER and it it wasn't here. So presumably it didn't take that long. And the doctor finally comes in and, and wife actually explained, listen, he's not eating that much and he's losing weight and he's constipated like he hasn't pooped in a while. So what do you think could be going on? The guy knew, and the doctor was about to find out when he ran the CT scan, this guy had shoved a water bottle up his ass. Hmm. So when the wife says, when the wife says to the doctor, my husband's constipated, you need to check him out. And the husband knows in the back of his mind, I yeah, know, I yeah. know what you're going to find. I got some Aberfoyle Springs up there. <laughs> And the doctor still doesn't know one way or the other, but initially they get concerned thinking there could be some sort of a, an, an issue going on with you. Why would he not say anything and just carry on through the whole series of CT scans only to act like, what? When the doctor says you jammed a water bottle up your ass. Sir, do you have an Aquafina up your asshole? Just be perfectly clear because the scans look like a bottle of Aquafina. Do you know how that could have possibly happen can you see the label on an (laughs) (laughs) x-ray better than trying to stick a fiji up there you know there's definitely there's better shapes than others uh what's that shitty water Um, the one that coke puts out dasani dasani oh fuck that's where the shit taste comes from (laughs) (laughs) freshly pulled out of a man's anus enjoy (laughs) (laughs) writing in the journal clinical case reports Doctor said he didn't want to reveal he had inserted the object inside himself due to embarrassment and fear of his wife. He pushed the bottom of the bottle in first so he'd be able to pull it out by gripping on the top, the the part where the, 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 the cap is. But he was unable to get it out, leaving the plastic bottle lodged deep inside his large intestine. These things are about seven inches long. So doctors at the hospital didn't say if the man explained why he shoved the bottle up his ass. 
Although they noted sexual gratification is usually behind such insertions. Mm -hmm. The man apparently has a history of depression. He was rushed for surgery and given anesthesia to knock him out and relax his sphincter. Surgeons then (laughs) dragged the bottle back out of his ass. There was no rupture or bleeding, thank God. Follow-up tests found no evidence that the bottle had caused any internal injuries or perforations to his intestines. Mm. He had to spend a few days in hospital. He was then discharged and referred to a a psychiatric clinic. How many times do we have to say these, like, talk about these kinds of stories, you know? Why did the wife go into the emergency room with him? Why couldn't she wait in the ER so that he could just tell the doctor, hey, don't tell my wife, but I jammed a water bottle up my ass. Do you think she knew something was up, but she wanted to, she wanted to initiate the embarrassment? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Because she knew mm. something's been going on, and why don't you be honest with me? Why don't you tell me? Okay, let's go to the ER. If nothing's wrong, then come. You're going. Come on. Let's go. If you don't have nothing to hide. But why would you talk to your husband like he's a, a, a kid that you're trying to catch oh, in a lie here? Scott, have you met some people? <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I mean, look, it's embarrassing for, for people. And this happens often. Like this happens at your local hospital, guys. It does. It happens where people come in and they'll make up whatever story they need to make up. Usually they make it up. Sometimes I'm sure there are people that are honest that say, look, I didn't have a sex toy or whatever it was. That's a safe item to use in the scenario. Uh, it's embarrassing, absolutely, and then they probably get it removed. It's terrible. This involves like a full-on, like s- surgery. Like that's horrible. Yeah, that's real far up there. Well, it, what's weird is this guy. If you think about the logistics of all of our bodies, he managed to get it up there, and and like I said, <clears throat> he put the bottom end of it in first so that he could just grab the top. Yeah, but yeah. he couldn't reach it. But the doctors were able to reach it. So I'm thinking the doctors went full blown, like just gloves up to the elbows, dunk your yeah, arm in yeah, some KY yeah, yeah, yeah. and just fuck it. We're going in to get it. It's either that or we got to cut the guy open and yeah. we don't want to do that. No. So yeah, they put him on some drugs, relaxed his sphincter, they say, and then just boom, they got the water bottle. <laughs> I think that's amazing. That's good. You had to add the, you had to add the sound effects. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's okay. Um, and I know like, this happens. I just wish that, I don't know how many how many times we're going to have to hear these kinds of stories. I, people are that ashamed. Is it their partner that they're afraid of? I mean, especially when it comes to men. This is what we hear about, right? It's not usually women sticking things. It happens, I'm sure, but it's not usually women sticking things there. It's men as certain feeling that they get. They're embarrassed to tell their significant other, perhaps. Um, they shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't be. There's a lot of places to go to get these these items that you can use that are safe that will get rem- that will remo- remove easily, I guess, right? I would assume one well, would assume the ones you buy in the store usually come with some sort of a handle or a safeguard of some sort yeah. so that you can't stick it too far in without being able to get it back out. I'm here to tell you. Standard water bottle wasn't designed not, for your not ass. Not meant for that. No, not at all. That was not in the plans. Here's a question. If you could and there was ample time for it and work encouraged it. Could you take a nap at work? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, okay. If there, uh, all of those things you mentioned. So, yeah, we're encouraged. Probably. I mean, if I'm tired enough, I could probably sleep just about anywhere and everywhere. It, But it wouldn't be all the time. It wouldn't be a regular occurrence. But, yeah, let's say you and I worked a long shift uh, and it was like, oh, it's crazy. But there's a nap room. Yeah, I might do that. Hmm. 
I don't like to sleep anywhere other than where I'm sleeping for the night. If I'm in a hotel for the night, okay, I can go to sleep. If I'm at home, obviously I can go to sleep. The thought of sleeping somewhere other than those two places, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know what it is, but this might help. Company in Japan has just launched a product called the Nap Box. It gives workers a place to take power naps, but Mm -hmm. you sleep standing up. Oh, no. No, I'm out. Hold, hold, on. hold on. I'll tell you more. I'll tell you more. Me, you, you what, pro- am I mummified? You probably will be out. Standing up. But let, I'll just tell you a little more. Am I in a more. goddamn museum? What is this? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? More and more companies are looking at uh, things that they can offer employees. And you've probably heard about them. I mean, some are giving increased yeah. benefits. Some are doing uh, work from home. Some companies want to offer those intangibles like... You know, here you get an hour a day to take a nap. It's kind of cool. Hey, hell, our head office in Toronto has a fucking slide. That's you don't, you cool, You don't need too. to take stairs. You could take the slide. Which is lovely. I mean, we... Yeah. Y- 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 kind of makes me feel a little ripped off here we working in the satellite the, we office. We don't but get a slide. Nonetheless. So companies, they figure, will buy up products like the nap box so that they can offer it to their employees. It's big cylinders with a door on the front that only fit... One person at a time. Well, that's not fun. That sounds like a challenge, by the way. I'm sure it won't be long (laughs) until somebody proves that wrong. It basically looks like uh, a hot water heater like you'd have in your furnace room. Okay. With a door on. That's scary. Inside, there's three small shelves strategically placed to support your knees, your head, and your butt. So you're supported and you feel almost like you're laying down because there's nothing that requires any effort, but you're actually vertical. They claim it's comfortable. It's in the early stages. They have got a rendering done. They'll keep doing tests. And if this goes well, they think they're going to make a fortune selling this to companies just like this one who might want to appear uh, very contemporary in 2022 and be able to offer you a nap when you're at work. So would you have like a nap box room? Like where exactly are these set up? You know, you probably have like a room that's quiet and you enter the nap box room. Yeah. And you just like stand slash lay there. Okay. Here, we don't really have a lot of options because what's not a workspace or a studio is a boardroom. And I don't think they're going to take out the boardrooms. So I'm thinking. Where the lockers are, they could put them. Sure. Or in the closet. We'll just have a whole bunch of these things in the closet and you just go in and it's even got a timer on it. Like you can say, okay, wake me up in 20 minutes. And in 20 minutes, this thing's going to go off and wake you up. And presumably you're refreshed. You're recharged. You've had yeah. your nap. Oh, and I'm, I mean, I'm all for the, the, the cat naps, if you will, or the small naps. I do feel like they probably make a huge difference. That's why places like Google have had this for years. Different, not the same. They have Google pods or something, right? Is that what they call them there? Google pods that you lay in? And That's right. In. They do have a lot of those. It, it, not the only workplace, by the way. There are, there are a lot of places who, who realize the benefits of this, especially if they have people who may be working long hours and have stuff on the go. Yeah, take a 20-minute power nap if that's what you, what you want to do on your break. So I think there's a lot of benefits here. Uh, to to napping in general at work if you can manage it. But like you said, there's not a lot of people that could. But if you're that type of person that can, okay, I don't hate it. Is it really expensive? Uh, it doesn't purchase? have the price on okay. it. Okay, But I mean, by the time they ship it, and they'll probably like just flood the North American market with hundreds of them and then companies will snap them up and they'll make an assessment. Like here, we've only got, uh, well, that actually work in the building right now. I don't know, maybe 10 people. Maybe we only need one pod or two pods 
There's some companies like uh, the Toyota factories just down the road. They need hundreds of them. Rose, is it is there something to this that maybe we need n- n- less pods and stopping so hard on employees? Maybe that's the answer. What because do you mean? Because I feel like I might this, agree with you. Because when you say this and you say that this company, did you say it was a Japanese company? Yes. Okay, so Asia and North America, for example, work hard. It's one of these work hard situations. If you tried to bring that to Europe, let's just use f- Southern France as an example. There's a million examples in Europe I could give. They would be like, why the fuck would you need that? Because they understand how to relax and they do not push their people hard like we get pushed hard here. There's a huge difference in different parts of the world. So some people would argue, okay, less nap boxes and more breaks for employees, you know, or, or four-day work weeks or whatever it is that works for them in that part of the world. Would more booze help out in the workplace, just drinks in general? Like if there was a bar During and you the- could just go up and grab a drink, would that help, I do you think? I think probably not. No, really? I think that would that would definitely help you fall asleep in that pod you're it talking would- about. <laughs> I just had a quarter of scotch and now I'm going to take a nap. No. Nope. My career's going really yeah, well. Yeah, I don't think that'll end well. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Uh, University of Washington is behind this paper. Although it was funded by others and we'll get to that coming up. It's a study, a comprehensive study on alcohol consumption, and they wanted to know, is there such thing as a safe amount of alcohol to drink? We've all heard, oh, drink in moderation, I think is the last instruction we got. Other people have been told, like my dad, you should have a glass of red wine at night because it's good for your heart. My dad drinks red wine every night because his doctor told him that 14 years ago. He hasn't had any updated guidance. He probably hasn't even been back to the doctor since then, <laughs> but he's still going. It's oh. like when you take good bits and pieces you like to hear from them, right? Like, oh, they said the alcohol every day. And then they said a bunch of other things, but I ignored that part. <laughs> Doctor's orders. Got to yeah. have it. Dad. I mean, Don't make go to the gym too, but I ignored that fucking part and I just drank. <laughs> it's how it works, right? So when they looked at it, they found some alcohol probably won't hurt you, but the amount you can safely drink is ridiculously low. So for women under 40, they say it's safe to drink up to two tablespoons of wine a day. What was a pour that out like it's a cough syrup? Like a big bottle of Buckley's. <laughs> what the hell? Now, if you're not a wine fan, ladies, no problem. 3.3 ounces of beer would also work. That's about... A quarter of a can of beer. So you've had a fucking day at work. And maybe there was even personal stuff too. Yeah, You had to do some shopping. Maybe one of the kids got sent home from school or gotten shit for something. You just, you finally got through an incredibly long day. You get home and you just want to decompress with a glass of wine. Two tablespoons is the only <laughs> safe amount you're allowed to drink. By the way, for men under 40, it's even less. About one tablespoon of wine or an ounce, a Mm-mm. shot of beer. 
So this study, which I know we're going to go into detail on in a bit, it's just, it's just so interesting how many we've been doing this for years and years and talking about different kind of alcohol studies, particularly when it comes to the alcohol studies There's and coffee studies for that matter. There's never like a common ground there. Don't you notice? Like no. some studies will tell you that they'll equal two glasses a, a day. Other studies are like one glass a day. Now we're talking two tablespoons. I mean, is there something to be said for every body is different? And maybe that does make sense, right? Where for some people to drink two tablespoons. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if you have underlying health issues and this and that. But then other studies, it's like, yeah, no. And you hear from people who live to 105 and they're like, ah, five shots of whiskey a night. It's great. So like, you know. Just fuck it. Do what you want. Yeah, though I always think about those centurions, those old people, mm-hmm. and, and they always get asked, oh, what's your secret? Every one of them. Oh, I drink a beer a day. Oh, I have whiskey every night. That sort of shit. And yeah. I'm thinking, well, then how can the doctors keep saying it's bad? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. But again, I know everybody is different. That's why studies like this, although I know I understand and I'm not trying to diminish the findings of this research. I'm glad that they do research on stuff like this. It's great. But that's why it's interesting that they find so many different things. What else is in this? They say there might be some minor benefits for people over 40 years old, like lowering your risk for heart disease. But that's only if you have no other underlying health conditions. Basically, what they're trying to do is tell you alcohol is not good for you. They would like us to back off on the alcohol. What I can't figure out is why. Why do you care? Why do you care how much alcohol people are drinking? Were they really drinking an excessive amount? Because I think we all know somebody who abuses alcohol. But I think for the vast majority of us, it's in moderation. And I was always under the impression that moderation was fine. But Bill Gates has some sort of a weird tie-in to this study. Was it his foundation that funded this research? It is his foundation. And it's not the only piece of it. It's not like he's trying to come down on alcohol drinkers or anything. Because I believe he's got a couple of studies. He funds studies, right? He's got so much money, he probably forgot he funded it. Like, that's what I'm thinking. But yes, it is actually through his foundation. He funds studies, particularly for health reasons. There's uh, some other ones that he does. But... I don't know if there's any kind of agenda to attach to that, but it is apparently through his foundation that the study was even, uh, a, or they were even able to do it. Did they test actually drinking it or did it have to be injected? <laughs> Just beside the microchip right there. Um, I love stories of, of animals that get their forever home. And there's mm-hmm. some animals that have been in the shelter systems way too long. Yeah. A dog in Texas one of the longest running dogs waiting to be adopted just found a forever home. She is a pit bull mix. Apparently people did not want a pit bull mix, mm-hmm. but somebody finally took her in 10 years after she went to the shelter. What? After 10 years of being in dog jail, essentially, she finally just got adopted. Isn't that nice? And how do they know how old she is? If the, she's been in there for 10 years. I'd imagine this is, a, oh, this is obviously a senior dog. Yeah, less than 11, put it that yeah. way. So she was very young when she wow. went to the shelter. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's great. That's great. You wonder what that does to the dog though, because the dog was so used to it. Because you think it's a happy story and I assume it is. I'm going to assume it's a fine, happy story. But you hear that the dog had been there for 10 years. So that's what the dog knows. I don't know if the dog can remember puppyhood, but that's all they know. The people who work there, that take them for walks, potentially volunteers. I'm not sure how dangerous the dog was that that it took this long for someone to adopt her. But living there for 10 years and then boom, into a house. Okay, that's good. 
I hope for the best. I hope for the best outcome there. I hope for the best too. Good luck to them. Um, when it comes to dogs and adoption and stuff, I'm, I'd kind of like an update. Remember when COVID started and the lockdowns were happening and it was like puppy mania. Mm-hmm. People were snapping up dogs like crazy, adopting them and buying them and the shelters were yep. bare. And it was really, really hard there to were, even get a dog. Oh, there were wait lists if you wanted to go the breeder route like crazy. Yeah. I was on Four of them before I finally got Charlie. Four of those breeder lists. I'm wondering if that kept up now that COVID is basically dying down. And if COVID does have a resurgence in the fall, resurgence in the fall, are we going to see another big puppy mm-hmm. boom? People really seem to want an animal. And how are you doing with your COVID dog? Mine's great. Yeah. He is so, so, so good. And a tie-in with that is how are the shelters doing with that in terms of did anyone have any regrets or not understand the responsibility? Because it is a huge responsibility. Sure. A lot of people uh, jumped in and thought, oh, I need something, anything. A dog would be great. Anything will do. Like, no, you got to make sure that it's right for your family, for you, and all those other things. I think most people know that. I'll tell you, there is still quite an abundance of people who don't understand how to neuter their cat or whatever and let them roam free and get pregnant 50 times and then drop kittens off at shelters. I know uh, that that still happens God's a lot. God's sake. Yeah, or, and rabbits, for that matter. The one around here, anyway, was dealing with a huge influx. Tis the season, I suppose. The rule is you never propose at someone else's wedding, right? I think that is an absolute... Is it unwritten or is it written? It's a, it's a rule. A bride has gone viral after her wedding video last week. She was about to do the bouquet toss. She stopped. Handed the bouquet to her mother and her mother's boyfriend came in and proposed. Aw. So is it okay to propose at someone else's wedding... If the bride and groom are in on it. Yeah, I think so. That's There's nothing wrong with that. And that's adorable. And it's her mom. Of course, you're going to be happy for mom. She obviously knew in advance. I'm assuming that um, husband-to-be of her mom, her future stepdad, I guess, uh, probably talked to her about it. And maybe it was even her idea. It very well may have been. It's a really nice moment, I I thought. You know, one thing I will say about the getting engaged at someone else's wedding is that if it's toward the end of the night, and usually the bouquet toss can tend to be, as long as you don't make a big spectacle about it, um, aside from this, this is totally different because this is the mom of the bride and everybody seems happy. That's great. It sounds, at least from the surface, it sounds great. But, you know, I I understand if you happen to be at a wedding in a beautiful location. Like, le- that's the only that's the only asterisk I'll put on never propose at someone else's wedding. Aside from a story like this is you fly. Let's say you're flying and you're spending a lot of money. You're going to a beautiful destination for your friend's wedding with that person that matters a lot to you as your date. Maybe while you happen to be on that trip, it makes sense to propose in a beautiful location. Okay, I can kind of get that. But there is a time for it and a place and not like at the venue in the middle of people eating or some shit like that. I think most people know that. I do want to talk about Ben and Jen getting married on the weekend, and we will get to that coming up. First, though, I'm just going to blow through a couple of things because I'm looking at the clock and we're kind of we run risk running out of time today. So let's try and get through a few things here. This was like a scene out of a movie. Millions of dollars worth of gems and jewelry stolen from an armored truck last week in Southern California. Brink says one of its trucks was robbed in the early morning of July the 11th. The director of the Traveling International Gem and Jewelry Show says 18 victims had pieces on that truck worth more than $100 million. 
Now, Brinks disagrees, saying it was closer to $10 million, but whether it was 10 or 100, people lost a lot of fucking money here. And there's no way that somebody just driving down the highway thought, I feel like robbing a Brinks truck. Somebody knew what was on that truck and they were targeted. That's like an Oceans type movie. It totally is. Okay, so I'm, and I'm wondering, you got it. I feel like you automatically think inside job. Is it me? I'm thinking, I'm inside, thinking inside job, job. right? I yeah. mean, you alluded to it. It's 100%. absolutely true. So Brinks is obviously like, what the hell? I know to be a Brinks driver, because we talked about Brinks before, and there's someone who actually is a Brinks driver that listens, which is great. They gave me like a background of this is how hard it is. Once you become a Brinks driver, they're on you. They're very, they're good company, okay, in terms of making sure everything is secure. I, I don't even know how you go about like being that ballsy to do it, because haven't you ever been in a store before and a Brinks truck drives by? And stops, and it's like you were there first. You're about to walk into a like a Gino's Pizza or something. Like, oh fuck, a Brinks truck, and they look at you. Oh like my god, it kind of looks like a cop. They automatically, <laughs> they automatically assume that you're going to rob them. That's how I feel. Like they give you a glare, like everyone's out to get you. But I understand because it's sensitive. There's they're carrying a lot of usually cash, sometimes apparently gems and jewels. I didn't fucking know that. That I guess you get contracted out no matter what for Brinks, right? Yeah, they'll carry anything you want. Them they'll to. carry anything you it's want. Like pure later. Oh, that's fucking cool. I, I want to so know how much to rent one just for fun. And then I want to be in the truck. Transport me to work. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> Valuable cargo on board. <laughs> we, we've heard this many, many, many times before. Whenever there's a change in government, particularly in America, you start hearing all the American celebrities being like, fuck this, I'm moving to Canada. Mm-hmm. Like when Trump won. Yep. And they were all freaking out. Oh, I'm going to Canada. They never do. It doesn't seem like there's any more Americans no. here than there used to be. Now there actually are, though. Apparently, Americans are actually following through on it. 3,200 applications for permanent residents were approved in the first quarter of this year. That's the highest total for that three-month period in almost a decade. But immigration experts are now trying to warn Americans moving to Canada is not as easy as you think. You need a strategy in order to get in. So what they're suggesting is... You should actually get a study permit, which allows you to work, and then everything is fine as long as you're enrolled in a post-secondary institution of some kind. Does this count towards those who are planning to or be in a relationship with or are in a relationship with Canadians? Oh, that's a different one. Or is that separate? It's separate. You can apply for a lot of different ways to make it work. Like uh, Justin Bieber is Canadian. Haley Bieber, not. When they were together, if she wanted to come here and work, she would have had to go through a different process. But getting a study visa or something is one of the ways they could do it. But it's not the most direct way because I assume she wants to be on a path to citizenship and permanent residency. The fact that they approved, what was that number again? 3,000 and change. 3,200 Americans for permanent yeah. residency in Canada. Huh. I didn't even know we were taking Americans. I didn't know. I Does it go into specifics on whereabouts they're they're going? It does not say where. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay, but part of the problem is people come to Canada and they just go wherever they want. Where are these Americans now? Are they out on the East Coast? Are they out West? Are they in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba? Who knows? Are they up in the territories? Or are they, like everyone else, trying to fit into the GTA? Right. It's almost kind of like if you want to come here, if, if you're an American and you want permanent residency, cool. No problem. Mm -hmm. Welcome aboard. We need skilled labor here anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you had some weird delusion about taking your American money that's worth 25% more than ours and buying some nice place downtown Toronto, fuck it. You 
are going to get to know. Good luck. <laughs> you are going to jump on right. uh, on the highway there, and you're going to stop when you get to Thunder yeah, Bay and I would enjoy ass- it. I would assume if you're making a big move like that, that's a huge move, that you are, are well-educated. And I mean in terms of you've visited areas, you've figured out exactly where you want to live. Maybe you even have family, right? I mean, I have family that's in California that comes and visits often. They already could tell you, if I move to Canada, and they're, they thre- they're one of those people who threatened it before, uh, this is exactly where I go here and I, okay, cool. You do your research. You wonder how many of them like don't. And they just are like, well, Toronto's the only place, right? Like, no, there's many different places across this vast land we call Canada. Why don't you go check out what's going on in Vancouver on the other side? You know, like there's some pretty cool things happening there or out east. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Go check out PEI. It's beautiful. Everybody migrates towards the big centers, and I don't yeah. know why. Jo- I mean, jobs are one thing, I assume, but you, I am curious to know more about that. I'd love to hear the stats. Are these people who are retiring here? Are these people who plan to work here? Are these young people? Are they these just- Republicans that can't stand Joe <laughs> Biden's America? What are the reasons? Like, tick a box. Is it our healthcare system that wants you? Is it politics? Is it healthcare? Is it, like, what is it in particular that makes you want to come here? Um, Canada's being urged to create a three-digit suicide crisis line in America. They've now launched 988 in the same way that you can call 911. If it's an emergency, you can call 988. It will instantly connect you when you're having suicidal thoughts or you're in crisis with a trained mental health counselor Mm. who can do their best to get you resources, to get you support or just to listen. And, and it's such a valuable thing. This is something that no doubt will save lives. In fact, a Canadian, Dr. Allison Crawford, Chief Medical Officer for Talk Suicide Canada, and a psychiatrist at CAMH in Toronto, said that what the Americans did with 988 is the gold standard. She thinks we should do it in Canada, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Do you know that we voted unanimously in 2020 in the House of Commons to create a three-digit suicide number, and it's still not up and running? This was voted on unanimously approved in the Mm. House of Commons. It's been over two years and it's still not operational. Yeah. You know, and I think about what's happening now and how all the stories that you hear and it's now we need to get this up and running. Absolutely. I assume that they're able to dispatch emergency response if needed as well. They have all of that at their fingertips. Yeah, they, they can, would. Yeah, they have the same or similar resources that nine one one operators have. Except uh, it, it's kind of like the the teen line that teens the can kids call help the kids phone. help phone. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. But this is for anybody and yeah. non judging. They will just talk you through it or they'll say, you know what, you need this or you need mm-hmm. that, and and they can save lives. And the fact that we've got so many people especially now that we're in a recession and and the economy's getting bad there's so many people that are struggling this seems like a no brainer it got approved unanimously there's very few things that the house of commons votes on unanimously mm-hmm. but they did this why is it still not up and running yeah that's a great question it's much needed i think it's it was one of those things that we need resources like that so i hope it happens soon Toronto Mayor John Tory speaking out about gun violence after multiple incidents in the city this weekend. Union Station locked down after a man was shot and killed after a Blue Jays game. Then two people shot in a downtown nightclub. Another person shot just off of Danforth. That person fortunately has non-life-threatening injuries. The mayor says it is extremely upsetting and unsettling. Crime's getting bad again, Kat. 
And again, I go back to Americans, you're not planning to go there, are you? Because I'm telling you, it's not good. I mean, there's a lot of places where we're seeing an uptick in gun violence. And Toronto has always never been good. It's never been good, uh, maybe compared to other cities in the world. But it's never been good. But those stories are just, it's scary. I, I know a lot of people were also like kind of I- displaced in a way by the Union Station shutdown. I mean, like you said, it happened right after Jay's game. There were countless people who didn't even understand how they were supposed to get home. Right. Because they were going to take go or whatever it was that ran out of Union, whether it's trains or buses. They were like, OK, well, now what? Mm-hmm. And so people had to band together. And I know Go was working overtime, doing, trying to figure something out, too. But it was like in the moment, aside from the inconvenience of it all. I mean, yeah, it's a serious issue. Do you think that we're even able to solve it? Or what do you think it would take to I don't even want to say solve because I'll never be solved. But what do you think it would take? Well, we talked about this during COVID and when people were locked down and their mental health was really suffering, we really saw crime spike during COVID. It's happening again. It all comes back down to money and means. Mm-hmm. When the economy's bad, when people are struggling, crime spikes. It happens every damn time. Every time people are struggling, we see this sort of shit happening. And right now it's really bad. Unfortunately, I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. Uh, we could be right on the brink of a full-blown gang war in Toronto at this point. But hey, I mean... Underground economies really thrive when the regular economy is bad, and that's fueled in a lot of cases by gangs and organized crime. So I'm not entirely surprised. My advice to you, everyone, is really be careful. Be Mm -hmm. careful. And I know there was no way to know somebody was going to get shot outside Union Station in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday. Stuff like that doesn't happen very often. But just be careful. Be vigilant. And if you see something, say something. God damn it. If you see suspicious activity, whether it's on the train, in uh, in Rogers Center, or at your workplace, if you see something, you got to say something. And going back to 988, Stuff like that can help, too. In a lot of cases, the people who are doing this shit are just desperate. Maybe somebody to talk to that can get them as a, uh, into an intake program for people that need to talk about their mental health issues. Maybe stuff like that could help prevent some of this shit. But either way, not doing anything isn't doing anything except enabling the crime that's happening. It, it's a scary time. And like I said, be careful. And if you see, if you see something, say mm-hmm. something, always call police and let them know what's going crime on. Crime Stoppers is another, is another one that you could call. Yeah, Crime Stoppers is a great example. And let's just try and avert as much of it as we possibly can. Last but certainly not least, it's the other fun story from the weekend. Most fun was Justin Trudeau's hair. Second most fun, second engagement, first wedding, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, married. They got hitched finally. Yeah, 20 years after the initial engagement anyway. They called off the engagement in 2004. And we all know they went their separate ways. They had kids with other people. That's great. And then they found each other again, if you will. So if you're like a real romantic, like it is, it is nice. Um, and I love what they did. They, they went low key, baby. So they were in Vegas. And I'm not sure how planned out it was because it was 1230 in the morning. They got married <laughs> and they waited in line at Clark County where you got to get your license there. They waited in line. There were four other couples, according to JLo on her website, that were there in line with her that were probably like, flabbergasted that JLo and Ben were there getting a license. Like, I would be like, what the hell is happening right now? But very exciting. So then they they did all the paperwork and they went to the chapel. They chose the drive-thru chapel, which is great. 
I think mm-hmm. they call it the Tunnel of Love. There's a there might be more than one drive through, but I know one of them is called the Tunnel of Love or something like that. I think it was that one. What was the rush that they needed to get married this weekend right away in Vegas? Do you think she's pregnant? I don't know. No. I mean, I mean, I'm going to say no. How what would I know? But I also don't think that it was really a rush. They could have rushed into it at any time. This weekend might have been one where they're available. Ben's been busy doing work. She's busy doing work. Hey, we have a free weekend. Let's get married. Let's just do this thing. They probably didn't want big ordeals. Jen's been married like, what is this, her fourth wedding? I think so. I want to say four. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben's been married a couple of, is this his second? I think it's only his second though. He's been in serious relationships. So I think this is his second marriage. Whatever. E- either way, they've been there, done that, right? So why not have have a quick um, marriage, get married, not have to have a big ordeal and big guest list and all that other shit because you've been there and done that. Uh, so her mom was there. Her kids were there. I'm not sure about his kids. Not 100% sure. Uh, but it was very low key. And they just got married. One of the last people before the chapel closed, apparently. And and I'm trying to figure that out. Was this let's get married now out of necessity or because something happened or just because, you know what? Fuck it. Why are we waiting? Let's just get married. Eh, probably. I'm assuming like the latter. I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that it's probably, yeah, let's just do this. I do also kind of like that it doesn't matter if you're Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. You still got to wait in line at the Clark County Registry damn Office. right. You wait your fucking turn. I, uh, I'm curious, though, about prenup, and I'm sure we'll find out because TMZ's on that shit if they haven't already released it. Uh, but do you think prenup's involved there? I would hope. I would think. I think that they're both going to be smart about that. I mean, for both of them, right? They have kids. They have the kids to protect. A hundred percent. And they have different obligations in life, too. And when it comes to the prenup, I mean, he's set for life, but he doesn't have nearly as much money as she does. Correct. She's the breadwinner in this relationship. Yeah. And I assume that she would like to protect her assets before she goes into a situation like this. I'm wondering, though. Is this going to be a post prenup? Did they already have it done yeah. for the inevitability? Yeah. There's no way they wrote one up on the spot unless they literally scribbled it on a the back of a cocktail yeah. napkin. Like what's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. As of today, anything we make jointly will split. Yeah. Boom. There's our prenup. You know, I wonder even if um, and it would be great to have uh, S- Sandra write that down for Sandra next time from Diamond and Diamond. Sandra Ziskin's great with stuff like that. I wonder if you can do that in advance. If let's say you're with somebody and you really don't know any spur of the minute you could get married to them. And you know this, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to plan a day. You don't care who's there. You fucking hate your cousins anyway, whatever the case is, right? But you realize we could get married at any time. Let's just do it in the moment that feels right to us. Could you do that in advance? Like go see your lawyer, get all the prenup shit out of the way and and kind of, I don't even want to say post-date it, but say this is in effect as long as we get married between X dates and X dates. I don't see why not. I think legally speaking, you can do just about anything. It's possible that they did put that in place knowing that when you're free and I'm free, we're going to do this. Can you also though do that with the marriage license or is there a certain amount of time that you have to get married? It's only good for like a year. Correct. It does have an expiry. The license has an expiry if you don't if you don't sign off on it. Yeah, because it's your signature, right? That makes it work. I, I know a little bit about Vegas because I got married there. What I can tell you is, I, I assume she went, obviously she did go to one of the chapels. Same tunnel, by the way. Same, same <laughs> tunnel. No, I actually did it at a, at a chapel that, requ- that required us to sign that license, get that license, or sorry, not sign it because you sign it the day of the wedding, 
to, to acquire that license two days prior to you getting married. And that's kind of just the ch- those chapels way of refusing drunk people who are crazy that want to get married last minute. Right. Then you have your, your chapels on this like one row, if you will, of, of chapels. They don't give a shit. You can come in drunk, high, doesn't matter. We'll collect our fee. Thank you very much. So she went to one of those places where it was like, here it is. We got the license. It's stamped. Now we just have to sign it. We can do it in front of you hours after we got it. But the place that I got married... No, we had to sign it. It was two days prior to us receiving the license to make sure we we were serious, as serious as two days in advance is if you met someone two days before. But it's true, though, because there's a lot of people get drunk and they they do that shit. And some chapels don't want to be associated with that. They don't want to be associated with, hey, I met this fucking stripper last night. Let's do this. It's three o'clock in the morning. No, you book a time in advance. It's booked up, that kind of thing. There's a lot of planning that goes into it. That's the place that I got from what I know about these chapels. Yeah, anyone can do it. Hmm. When you get married, the day is a long day. I'm sure most people know and understand that from the the morning routine to the actual ceremony, the reception. And when you finally get done and you're actually married and you can sit down and have a meal together and actually catch your breath and talk. Wow, that was a long day. These guys start to finish probably took them three hours. How did they spend their wedding night? Did they go out for dinner? Did they order in? Was it like an Uber Eats kind of deal? (laughs) Is there like a private place that they could go? Or did they literally just go to bed? It was after midnight. They had a hotel. I know they had a hotel because J-Lo snapped from the hotel the next day. So they had a hotel and it was a nice one from what you could tell because she ended up getting ready at the hotel real quick. I don't know if it was before they got the license. Like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Her website might detail a little bit more about the timeline. But yeah, I mean, does it matter? You just want to get married. You get married. Who cares if you have dinner or whatever? Like you got it. That's what you wanted to get done. And you did it. I was just curious to know how it worked. I mean, if you do that real shotgun quickie wedding in Vegas. Huh? Now what? Hotel room service, baby. You go back to the hotel. They definitely went back to the hotel and had a good time and probably got room service. Like, of course, it's J-Lo, too. I'm sure she had something specially delivered like she could do anything. I've met both of them, and I don't know if this marriage is going to last, but I do think that both of them are good people and they probably care a lot about each other. It's one thing to to get engaged and then call off the engagement. These people each went their separate ways, married other people, and 20 years later still ended up back together. I have to think there's something there, something in the universe that's drawing those two together. I think so. I th- did anyone check on I wasn't sure if you were going to look at me like I was crazy for saying no, that. No, no, but- I don't think you're crazy. I mean, I grew up in that era. That's my era. My J- J-Lo and Ben, that's my era. Like Jenny like Jenny from the block, that's, that's it, man. The music video he was in, I thought that they were a great couple. I was devastated when they broke up. I was young, but I was devastated when they broke up. Right. I mean, that that to me is a great couple. I love her. I love him. I think it's great. I think he's come a long, long way in all of the issues that he's had. They probably weren't, I think, kismet. Right. I don't think that they were meant to be together through all of that because maybe they wouldn't have been able to make it through when he had his addiction issues and he did have his problems. And Jennifer Garner was obviously such a great partner for him. Still is. I was just going to say, not just during the relationship, but after the relationship, she helped him out a lot. He he was lucky to have met her, had kids with her, beautiful children, and they were probably meant to be together after all those uh, things went down in their life. She was meant to be with Mark Anthony, I I guess. They're still friends, which is good because that's their parents to get children together. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I believe in all of that. I believe that they they were meant to be together. But the important question is: Has anyone checked on a Rod? Yeah. That's the important question here. Is he okay? Uh, He hasn't posted anything so far today on social. All right. Yeah. Um, It is a little bit weird for Jennifer Garner. 
one of the most famous actresses on the planet, world-renowned, award-winning, blah, blah, blah. Her kid's stepmom is Jennifer Lopez. I don't know if it's that weird when you're Jennifer Garner. You're just kind of probably like, whatever. She seems so chill and so laid back. She probably is like, great, good for you. Get your shit together and keep your shit together. She's probably like, I think, I don't know if I was in Jennifer Garner's uh, spot, I would probably just think I want the father of my children to have a shit together. And Jennifer Lopez brings out the best in him. Great. Be successful. Make money. Take care of our children. I'm happy with whoever you're with. That would be the mature stance that I think a Jennifer Garner would probably take. That would be a mature stance. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, guys, we got to go. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday. Whole week of After Nines coming your way and uh, then a little bit of vacation time. But just so you know, we're here all week. Download often and we will catch you right back here tomorrow. Uh, Bye-bye. The After Nine podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.